The foot of fast once went into Alatera uh, in Crown Heights, and he saw the way the Bachman were behaving. He asked him, yeah, have you ever learned this mimer that starts the words Ahasha Alti and Eter? Like, yeah, 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 we did that one. So he started to cry because he thought, like, all they needed, needed was a little more Ahasha Alti and Eter, and then, then everything would be solved. <laughs> but, <laughs> So um, yeah, it's 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 great to learn chassidus, but it's even the whole point of learning chassidus is that we should bring it home. So uh, about the story where they went to the rebbe and complained that the rebbe wasn't printing chassidus. The rebbe was like, and because you've already you've already learned and internalized the what's already there, already out already. Right, right. But how chassidim say? That uh, the, the the opening paragraph of a mimer is called a passport. The goal is not to answer the questions or answers in the mimer. The goal is to discuss the yarn in the mimer, and the questions and answers come come along with them. But I think in this mimer, the uh, questions and answers are are uh, are key to understanding the understanding the whole mimer. But how also when we learn the mimer and we go over it in, in pieces. We don't, you don't necessarily get the whole flow of what the mimer is trying to say. So I think it's, it's good to uh, go over the whole mimer to get at once, in one, in one flow, and uh, also to, to, to focus on different concepts in the mimer. When Friedrich Rebbe wrote uh, summaries of his, of, of his own mimer and his father's mimer, he has... He has... Friedrich wrote different ways... He did two different ways he wrote, he wrote summaries. First he wrote... In Yanim, what concepts were covered in this mimer? The other is a summary of what was said in the in the, in the paragraph. So um, before before we begin, let's let's, let's you know let's do before and after pictures. <laughs> what are some in Yanim that we learned in this mimer? Don't do that I wrote. Don't do things that I wrote. Okay, go ahead. This is the break yourself, the staff and the staff, the staff and the branch. Live like you're in the times of Mashiach. And uh, I think that's uh, that sums it up. So, okay, let's go. Let's see. Are there, are there any more copies? So Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to the, to the heads of the tribes. And he tells them the laws in the Dun. So the question we had in the Mimer was, remember the question? Why does it say uh, a branch instead of a why do you say staff instead of branch? Usually they're called the 12 shvatim, here they're called the 12 matis. So to answer this question, we've been explaining the physical properties of a staff versus a branch. And most importantly, we learned that the staff is not attached to a tree, and it dries up. So spiritually, the the tree is Avitzin Yaakov, or a chariot for Hashem's ches and gvura. And they are absolutely connected to their source. And they, through them, they also give off to their children, to Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, something of their own attributes. Avram's attribute is chesed, Yitzhak's attribute is guna. And their children receive from them. Then there is... That's the same as a shevet. That's like a shevet, right. And just like a branch uh, grows upwards, so too the... Uh, the Shvatim were, were perpetually in a state of ascent and drawing towards their source. 
and going higher and higher. So the neshama leaves that state and it's subdivided into many, those 12 shvatim are subdivided into many other uh, souls. And in that, in that uh, departure from being attached to the trees, if you will, and the, the, the neshama loses some of its juice, the neshama gets hardened, the neshama loses that attachment. And the question is, what's the purpose of this yirita? That's al Atar why should Neshama leave a state of branch and become a staff? It's not going to have the same kind of love and fear in this world as it has in Gan Eden. So what's the point of this? So, what do we answer? What's the purpose? What's the goal? Why do you have to ascend? And we explain that it's not just the, it's not just the branches are... The, the, the analogy of branches and staffs is not just the... the the uh, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, and their children, it's also each of us, our Nisham Ganeidin is a branch, and here in this world, compared to that, it's a, it, it's a staff. So why did you switch from being a branch to being a staff? This could be Yerida Shetzarech Yeah. Okay. Nisham is going to descend to become an Aliyah. What's the Aliyah? What, what's the mile of Shur? What's good about Shur? Yeah, you're right. Yerida Shetzarech to get to tshuva, tshuva is better than one hour tshuva in this world, better than the Holy Maza. What's good about tshuva? Why? What, what, what quality is there in tshuva that allows the neshama to uh, reach a higher level? The neshama Ganeidin is attached to the supernal tree. What, what, level, what high level is it reaching, first of all? And uh, how does it reach it? Through one's own effort. Is more than like a robotic. Uh... Are you having robotic responses based upon other memoirs that you learned? Collaborating this memoir, we explained that what does an Hashem do here? That it, that 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 that. It's going to go to the low, the low. was once a chassid. He was on Shabbos afternoon, and he hears he's diving middle Shabbos afternoon, and he's diving three o'clock in the afternoon. And outside there's a there's a whole uh, market, and he hears one lady arguing with another lady about the price of tomatoes. And the whole market, you know, the outside is huge, hundreds, thousands of people running around buying, and selling, in the middle of Nishmas. And here's the argument: of two kopecks for the dozen tomatoes and three kopecks. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. The, the, we brought a pasuk to explain the power of truth. The pasuk is. And you remember? They cry to God in their pain. The Neshama feels in this world the darkness of this world. And because of that, the Neshama cries to the Abishta. We explain that everything in the world has goodness and evil. And there is the part of the physical which brings you down. That's the, your, your lust for the physical. And there's also the godly energy in the physical. The godly energy in the physical can bring you up. Actually, the, the godly energy in the physical explains as a higher source than the Neshama. And what it gives in a neshama that didn't have before is this tremendous yearning for lakus, tremendous yearning that didn't have before. In, in Gan Eden, it had love and fear of Hashem, yeah, but it didn't have this chelayatir, a higher kind of force, this, this cry, I want to be close to Hashem. Okay. Then we brought in this concept called Kaddish Atzvah Mutalach, and we gave two explanations. Kaddish Atzvah Mutalach means sanctify yourself what's permissible to you. What does that mean? 
We have two explanations. One explanation we said was, anyone remember? Distance yourself. Don't be too into it. Don't be too into it, right. You could have, you could have and you could eat and you could drink, but don't be back to back with Hashem. Don't put your, your whole drive and feeling into, into Gashmias and leave the Abishter with the hindermost part of you. Instead, re- realize that you, although you could turn to Hashem, there's a pasuk, Kiponuelai, they turn to me, Oyref, they turn, turn to me with their back, but not with their face. So it's possible to go through all the motions of being where you're supposed to be, but yet to be back to back with Hashem. What Shad back to back is that you're not into Him. So the idea of Kadesh Atzam Mutalach means that, you're, that, they, that you are into the Abishter, that you are, maybe you're doing physical things, but you realize that that's not what your life is about. And, and, and that and what's happening instead is is You're crying to Hashem. You're like, I don't want to be in this place of uh, Gashmis. I realize it's bringing me down, and you want to turn your face back to Hashem. It's possible to uh, be into Gashmis and to have your back facing Hashem and to turn around. That's tshuva. When you say it's better an hour of tshuva in this world more than the Holy Mahabha, what's that? Is better an hour of tshuva? Better an hour of tshuva means that you have been into Gashmis. And you turn around to Hashem. Why is that better to turn around to Hashem better than being face to face with Him in Gan Eden? Because when you turn around to Hashem, there's a greater force, there's a greater yearning, there's a greater, there's greater attachment. Okay. What happens when you turn around to Hashem? What happens as a result? You cry out to the Abishter, you feel you're in darkness, you want to get closer. What does Hashem do when you're, how does He respond? Reciprocity. You are showing your face to Hashem. You show your face, your innermost desire to the Abishter. And the Abishter shows to you his innermost face. Return to me, Hashem says, and I'll return to you. So you are, you could be in a state of and you turn your face to Hashem, and you're no longer to Gashmias, and you feel how you've been so distant, and you, and you feel how far you are, and you turn and you cry to Abishter. And then the Abishter turns back to you, and you receive Gili Havaya. So that's what the Pasuk means, Vayitzako, El Havaya, they cry to Havaya, that by their crying, by their realizing this, realizing how they were back to back with the they suddenly, as Yonatan said, they bypassed the whole Shalshalos, and they reach face to face with Hashem, they reach Sevi uh, It seems like that it's not just that they're able to become face to face with Hashem, it seems like if they weren't face to face before, Precisely because they weren't face to face before, that's why they're getting to Havaya. Vayitzaku, because there's a cry, that's what they're getting to Havaya. Had they been face to face, they wouldn't get to this uh, Havaya. But how do they get to Havaya? How do they get to Gilulukus, which is above Ishaushalus? It's Dafka because Vayitzaku. So Kajatsam with Allah is plan A. But the plan B of being involved in Gashmis and turning around and feeling distant, that's the plan B, that's the goal. Vayitzaku el Havaya, the cry Tasha. Okay, but then we discussed all the rest of us who don't have this feeling of uh, crying to Hashem and feeling in the dark unless something really terrible happens. So what, what, what do you do if you're not turning back to Hashem? You are back to back with Him. You're not turning your face to Him. Uh, and you don't feel like you're in the dark. You don't feel like you have to, you, you, you're this great cry. What should you do? Like all your chickens down before the first. No. What should you do? If you don't feel it. If you don't feel it. You don't feel that you're distant. You don't feel you're in the dark. 
But you shouldn't be painted. You're close either, though. You should be painted. You don't feel it. But you're not. Okay, you should be, but you're not. So, uh, so we say what you should do is you should make a nether. Make a nether meaning realize you know what you know why you don't feel anything. Say it to yourself. I don't feel anything because there's, something, there's a problem over here. I got used to gashmis. I got used to gullus. I'm living the dream of gullus. I think this is a reality. I think Mashiach is a is a not non reality. It's just that's the dream because I'm so in, in the dream of exile. So I feel that so distant. I need help. So what do you do? To, what do you do? What 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 do you do to help yourself? Make a pledge. Make a pledge. Make a vow. Make a vow. What's your vow? Your vow is that you say about things in the world. You you realize that this that this state of affairs can't go on, and therefore you make a vow. And you say these these physical things that I'm into. I am now making a border myself. I'm not I'm not going to be into them anymore. I am going to distance myself from them. And the way it officially works is you actually make a vow and you say, I, this thing shall be considered holy for me. Right? This thing shall be considered for me a karba. Uh, but of course, we don't do that nowadays. You don't, but the, but the, the idea of the nether is that you put a border on your life and say, this thing is not good for me. Well, let's talk about the official meaning of a vow. What is, how does a vow work? What do you do? <laughs> You say, this thing should be considered to me, what? As a carbon, holy. How can you confer holiness upon this object? How can you suddenly make this thing holy? You're going to say it's holy, therefore it's holy? You're putting lipstick on a hamburger? Uh, <laughs> you're saying this hamburger is going to be considered holy just because you said it's holy? Why is it considered holy just because you said it's holy? We said it was holy because you said it was we're, you're making a vow. You're saying, I cannot have this thing. This thing is too holy for me. And you're not talking about something holy. You're talking about something which is mundane. But you're saying, I cannot have it. It's too holy for me. It's too holy for you to source in it. But how is it, how is it too holy for you? How is it? What's it what is this in this? Oh. So by making the vow, what you're doing is you're, you're connecting this thing to its divine source in the world of Tayyip. Yes, it's true that weight is now it's lower than you. But you, by making the vow, you're, you're mentioning the, the, the intrinsic, the root value of this thing, how it's, where it comes from, and it's connected to the world of Tayo. Yes, in Ishtalshalos, in Ishtalshalos, in the way Hashem ordered things in this world, you're much higher than that. But you're able to transcend Ishtalshalos. And you're able to say this thing is higher. So in your act of of conferring upon this thing holiness, you are lowering yourself. Chassidus talks about how a person slides down, their head and their feet are equal. In a similar way, when you say this, uh, when you say this object is holy for you, it's still holy for you to elevate, what you're really saying is, is that um, this has a divine source, this comes from somewhere. By, by making that nether, and you're saying this thing cannot be. What's after? By making a nether, and you say this thing is forbidden to me, what you're doing is you're connecting that thing to its divine source. So, what, what, what the Rebbe describes this is, is entering the realm of the circle. There, in a circle, there's no higher and lower. So, there is a way Hashem ordered things in the world that there is a higher and lower. There's physical and there's spiritual, and, and, and there's a hierarchy. 
But by you making a vow, you have now entered the realm of the circle where there is no higher and lower. There, you've entered the, the, the winning of circle is the infinite. Compared to the infinite, this isn't, the, the, the food isn't higher than you, you're not higher than the food. You're, you're talking about seviv, kolom, the transcendent light of Hashem, which compared to the transcendent light of Hashem, what is considered refined isn't closer. What's considered coarse isn't more distant. It's infinite. So compared to infinity, light and darkness are the same. Edel and grub, coarse and refined are the same. So by you making a vow and saying this thing should be considered holy for me, you are now entering a, a different realm. You are now uh, connecting to Hashem's infinity. That's what the Gemara means when it says, if you lower yourself, God will lift you up. If you lower yourself and you say this thing is too high for me to elevate, this thing is a problem in my life, my internet usage is not good for me, and the foods that I'm eating aren't good for me, I'm going to go on a diet, I'm going to get a filter on my computer, whatever you're doing to limit your involvement in Gashmias, because you realize there's a problem, that you're too involved, that, those borders you put on your, upon yourself connect you to Hashem's infinity. Because the Tumor Teru says, God is lofty, but He sees someone who is lowly. So the Abish just specifically pays attention to the person who is lowering themselves and saying, I can't handle this. So, it sounds like um, it sounds like that by you going against the grain and not looking at the physical world as a tool, which it's supposed to be a tool, but for you it's not a tool. For you there's something which brings you down. So the Abishter, and, and you're humbling yourself, the Abishter takes, takes more notice of that than anything else. That, that, that thing is more special than the, uh, the, all of these sophisticated qualities you have as a human being, as you have as a Jew. You have love for Hashem, you have reverence for Hashem. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. You have neshama, you have emuna. But in your act of humility, where you say, I can't handle it by myself, that's more noticeable to the Eibush. That's more special to him. That's what he notices. That, that's that's the, the level of the circle. That, that, that's where you're touching the infinite. When you lower yourself, you're touching the infinite. Then, you're, yeah, ordinarily, you're higher. This is, this is lower. When you say, no, no, this is too high for me. I cannot elevate this physical thing. This physical thing comes from the world of chaos, and I can't handle the world of chaos now. I, can, I need less chaos in my, in my life. That action by, of, of, of attributing this uh, high in holiness to this physical thing, you are, you're, you're allowing the Ebush to lift you up. This is the second meaning of, of Kashat Mutalach. Kashat Mutalach doesn't just mean that you're not into the physical, but you actually say no actually say no and you say this thing is not good for me and you stop indulging in that thing. Now, uh, this is the idea of a nether. A nether means that you make a decision, I don't want this thing. Now again, uh, we shouldn't make the dharm nowadays, or the dharm is not a good idea, but the idea of making a, st- a strong resolution, believe nether, that you want to abstain from something physical because you feel it's bringing you down, is of course, that's what we're talking about. So, when the Torah talks about Nedarim, Torah talk, 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 talks about making these vows, it calls Jewish people staffs. Now we know why they're called staffs. Why? Because we're talking about people which are on a low level and need, re, need reinforcement, they need encouragement because they, are, they feel the physical work can bring them down. So therefore, the only place the Torah calls Jewish people staffs is when we're talking about the Nedarim. This is, this is it's, it's, the, it's the Nedar, it's the Jew who is in need of Nedar that is able to uh, connect to a higher level of godliness. It's a Jew who is in a lower state, a state of a staff who is distant, who has been dried up, 
and not attached to his source, that he's able to reach something higher. What's the higher thing you reach? Moshe Rabbeinu introduces the words of the, of the, the vows with what? What does he say before he says the laws of the vows? Oh, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. All other prophets, when they gave prophecy, what did they say when they gave prophecy? They said something like this, Hashem says. It's something like this. But they couldn't actually uh, see so clearly. And they couldn't convey to us something so clear. So they, when, they, when they spoke to us, they said it's something like this. It's not exactly like this, it's something like this. Moshe Rabbeinu, a different kind of prophecy, was able to show us exactly what he saw. Moshe Rabbeinu's body was a transparent vehicle for godliness. God spoke through his throat. So Moshe wants to give the Jewish people zay. He wants to give us something that he sees. How do you do this? So Moshe tells us something which is so counterintuitive. He says the only way you're going to get to zeh is, is by dealing with those things in your life that, are, that, that leave you um, feeling down about yourself. Like those things in your life that you feel that you're less than, it's those, those are the things that are going to lift you the highest. Those are the things that you need to reach zeh. You want to reach zeh, you want to reach absolute clarity, the way to reach absolute clarity is by putting borders on yourself. Elsewhere, Chassidus talks about a mikveh, how a mikveh has to have borders in order for there to be a mikveh. So in, or, in order to get to this state of absolute purity of zeh, you have to put these borders on yourself. Then we added something. And we said after, after going through this zeh thing, 10 points, anyone remembers what we said after that? Okay. <laughs> the next thing we said was, that if you, if you are able to put borders in your life, and Hashem blesses your Torah study. If you learn Torah, you feel God talking to you in Torah. You feel how, when you're learning Torah, you're repeating the words of Hashem. It's possible you learn Torah and never get the light of Torah. You learn Torah your whole life and never get the light of Torah. The Friedrich Rebbe once said, that it says in the book of Formation, that every letter of the Torah is compared to a brick. So he said that if a person learns lots of Torah, they have lots of bricks. And he said a person could be a skyscraper full of bricks, but if you walk next to them, they might crash on you. They knock you. Why? Because they have no, there's no glue holding all the bricks together. So, in other words, there's, there's some arrogance in their Torah study, and it's, not, it's, it's lots of bricks, but there's no glue, and, and it could come tumbling down on you. It's, they're, 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 uh, danger, you're in the danger zone when you're near them. So, in order for your Torah study to be real, it comes from the dark. Okay. Then the Rebbe added a point in the end. This is a classic, uh, classic, every generation Hashem gives tzaddikim to the Jewish people to reveal Torah to them in their level. So the one last paragraph, the Rebbe takes a right turn, it's for our generation. We're talking about how persons, what do we say? You could be low, and your neshama descends from being a branch to being a, 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 a staff, and it's a very low thing. And there's an advantage in that. And the Neshama has to descend to become a staff. Why? Our first answer was because Shuvah, you have this great yearning to be close to Hashem. That was our first answer. Our second answer was, it's by putting borders upon yourself and limiting yourself. And that's, and, and that's what allows you to get to, uh, uh, to, to, to the essence of godliness. But let's go back to the first answer for a second. Crying to Hashem? One second, crying. Our generation has to be here, here about something else. How Shuvah has to be done with Simcha. The Rebbe concludes the mind with every mitzvah is done with simcha. How much more so true has to be done with simcha. So we're talking about turning back to Hashem with greater yearning. It's not only about, uh, uh, it shouldn't be in our generation focusing on the pain of, leave, of, of how far you are. Instead, the focus should be on the joy of returning, with, returning to Hashem. Our generation needs to hear, as the Rebbe concludes the mind, 
that tshuva is done with simcha. Every mitzvah is done with simcha. How much more so? You're doing tshuva, you're turning to Hashem, do it with simcha. Tshuva ilah, there's, there's tshuva being introspective, focusing on the negative, focusing on the distance. But, we, but instead, Deb says focus on the Shabbos kind of tshuva. Shabbos is the same letters as the word tashev, tshuva ilah, the high level of tshuva to return to Hashem with simcha. We'll stop here. We're now getting rid of the Yom Kippur itself gets you to this level of where you need to get you to it.